know God. I love me some Jesus. <laughs> too much. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's on the next episode. It's the moon reading. I rock with you, Yaya. It's all love. They better listen to this advice. We good. You crazy, girl. This is what this show is about, all right? We With keep the it real. real and real talk. The God and God talk. And that's a wrap. Today is Tuesday, December 18th, and you're listening to Real Talk on God Talk, a podcast for people who skip church for brunch on Sundays. Hey, Truth. What's up, girl? <laughs> what up, Yaya? How you doing? How you living? How am I living? I am doing good. Good, good, good. Yeah, how you doing? I'm doing well. Also trying to get rid of this little hack hole that I got, you know. That's so why I'm sticking over here. Okay, <laughs> yeah, stay on that side. Crosses. Yeah, girl. Make sure I, we all right for these holidays. Yeah, okay? I can't afford that right now. <laughs> I feel you. But so um for this week's check-in, I figured we could do a little activity that one of my classmates put me up on. It's called Rose, Bud, and Thorn. It's short, something light for the 9-9 in the 2000. Hey. <laughs> so, for the thorn, we say one thing that happened this week, which, although we may have survived it, it still pricked us, still hurt. Then, for the bud, we each say something that's growing, something we're looking forward to. Um, but, you know, it's not quite there yet. It hasn't quite come to fruition. Mm-hmm. Then finally, with the rose, we say something that's blossomed for us this week. A project completed, an idea fleshed out, whatever. Are you ready, kids? Aye, aye, Captain. (laughs) I can't hear you. Aye, aye, Captain. (laughs) We're really nerds. Okay, anyway, let's do it. So, Truth, what's your thorn for this week? Girl, easy for me. My thorn for this week is that my car broke down, okay? Yeeks. I took it to my mechanic. And he was like, I can't touch that part. <laughs> he was like, it may still be under warranty. He's like, so I can't touch it. Take it to the dealer in case it's under warranty. He's like, because if I touch it, then you lose the warranty. So I was like, fine. Took it to the dealer. It's not under warranty anymore. It passed. Mm-hmm. So I had to pay a nice chunk of change. <laughs> <laughs> you know people um, serious when they say a yes, nice chunk of change. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, so that was just my thorn this week because I had to do all the things I usually do without my car. Mm. And so, yeah, so that was my thorn. Um, mm. What about yours? Let's see. For me, not to get all serious and sad, but, um, well, not sad, but just I had a moment of self-reflection, like serious self-reflection. So I uh, work with people that are going through substance abuse issues. And so I was at a community meeting and, you know, everyone was kind of telling their story. And one of the counselors was basically saying that at the root of substance abuse or like harmful behaviors towards yourself is a lack of self-love in some way you don't love yourself and just I like had an epiphany I really started thinking about all the ways that I don't treat my body right whether it's like eating pop tarts which I know I shouldn't be eating or like three bags of chips in the morning or like you know just stupid stuff like that I am truly, like, disrespecting myself in Mm. some key ways. And, you know, I think I hurt my own feelings. Yeah. When you truly think about the idea that you may not love yourself in some ways. You might love all the things about yourself. Might love your relationships with people. But to not love yourself Mm -hmm. because you're not caring for yourself kind of, like, hit me. Oh, girl, are you preaching a word right now? (laughs) (laughs) Nah, that was my thorn for the week. And I'm trying to do something about it, though. I feel you on that. What was your rosebud for this week? Um, my rosebud is working with Real Talk on God Talk. Woo woo. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm really proud of us. I think Thanks. that, you know, we are starting something good. It feels right. Yeah. It feels like, you know, we're doing God's work in the little ways that we can. And I'm excited to see where it goes. Yeah. You know what? I will actually jump on that because it took us about half of a year to have all of this just be what it is right now is really amazing and I know a lot of people don't see the work that actually goes into it yeah I just get to enjoy the episode <laughs> but there's a lot of work that goes into it behind the scenes there's a lot of planning that we did a lot of new ideas erasing ideas mm-hmm. scratch that idea new idea and we still in that <laughs> like scratch idea new idea and so it just it actually does feel real good that we took this idea that we had off of a conversation kept it on the wraps because 
we was just like, no, we no negative energy. (laughs) (laughs) And like really work together to create like this awesome content that people are actually like responding to and loving. Right. And I mean, y'all could think it's corny or whatever, but every time y'all write to us and say how much you enjoy the show, yeah. like it really does make my day. Like it, it truly feels good to connect. Like when we say community pastoral care, it's not just like a phrase. It's right. like it really feels like we have a real talk on God talk community. So yeah, say, so. exactly. Like we have like people who actually care, who actually like hit us up and tell us about like what the, they thought about the show, what worked, what didn't, you know, what they like could relate to, and like that's awesome. Like it feels genuine. Like we. We were never trying to do this to have, like, some type of fake community. So to be able to have, like, this real authentic community is is awesome to see. And I feel like we're just watching it grow now. Yeah. You know? So I'll join you on that. Okay. We can be partners. We're friends. (laughs) Friends. Okay. And so, uh, Truth, what is your rose? What is blossoming for you right now? You know what? I'm going to get a little mushy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'm going to get a little mushy. But, um... I think my personal relationship is really blossoming. Ah, <laughs> the people want to know. Tell us more. Yeah, it's just really, uh, when I sit down and think just all, like, the messed up relationships I was in because I wasn't valuing myself enough and really wasn't seeing myself through the eyes of God. Like, when I took the time to really do that work and see myself as God sees me, uh, mm. I really do feel that God brought this person into my life um, to really make it so much better. And I've, like, grown so much just from being around my partner. It's just really amazing to see it. And, like, I do see it blossoming because we're definitely past the getting to know each other stage, <laughs> <laughs> you know? And so, yeah, this is something that's really blossoming. And I really do think about all the times that I was like I wanted a partner that was really a partner and not mm. someone who was just taking. Preach. You know? Yeah. And so, like, having someone that gives and takes and ha- and holding me to that standard as well mm. is, is really dope. So I'm really happy about that. Yes. Yeah. What about you? Well, I actually know Jess's partner. So uh, <laughs> shout out to that mystery yes. person. Definitely dope sauce. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um. Let's see, what has blossomed for me this week? I really wish I would have thought about this a little bit while you were talking. <laughs> Let me see, what has blossomed for me? Um, <laughs> not a damn thing. Um, oh my God, it was so real. <laughs> yeah, honestly, we might have to keep that in here. Like, usually I'd be like, oh, truth, edit it out. But I, I feel like I'm going to be a negative Nancy right now and say nothing. You got some plants. You yeah. got some plans I have in. things blo- I have things growing, yeah, yeah. but it feels like everything's up in the air. Gotcha. Like nothing is really complete mm. right now. Yeah, I guess I just gotta live in that truth. Okay, that's what it is. That's it happens, right? That's the season. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Boom. So before we move on to this week's rundown, we want to invite you all of our listeners to check out Sugar and Spice Pop-Up Museum in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. It's a cute little spot to maybe have some fun with the boo or even the kids and get a load of adorable Instagram pictures or videos to share during the holiday season. If you use the promo code REALTALKTAKE10, you'll get 10% off for the price of admission, which is always nice. We all like discounts around here. Right. <laughs> um, check out our Instagram. And the next couple of days, I'm going to be posting some pics because I went and it was so much fun. It was like a little kid in a little candy store. <laughs> so this is like this is like one of those places. What are those things called? Uh, boomerangs, where you like yes. go back and forth. Exactly. And like, okay. So this is like the spot where you could do all of that. You could do like your boomerangs, your slow-mo videos. You could take pictures, oh. filters, selfies, like Get creative. Exactly. Get creative. Use your imagination. Get creative and really cater to that kid in you Mm -hmm. around that was like super hype around the holidays. (laughs) So, yeah, I would say just go and have fun. Be creative and watch your Instagram page blow up (laughs) from all the videos you're going to be taking. Okay. Um, But it's definitely a place where you're going to take pictures. So, fix your face. (laughs) 
So fix your face, exactly. listeners. <laughs> and remember, use that promo code, Real Talk Take 10. That's the number 10. Right. And, uh, you know, we are all about supporting local business initiatives. Uh, and Sugar and Spice Pop-Up Museum was actually started by a very diverse group of young people from the tri-state area. So you know we had to support. And so last time... Real Talk, take 10 is the promo code, 10% off. Uh, you can find them at sugarandspicepopup.com. And their Instagram is at sugarandspicepopup. So enjoy, y'all. So now with a rundown on this week's episode. On God in the World, we'll tell you all about the ultra-creepy and almost science fiction-like scandal hitting the world of genetics research. It's raising major concerns about the ethics and possible outcomes of scientists editing human genetics. Then, in celebration of the holiday season, we'll be talking about our Real Talk Question of the Week. Now that we've only got about two weeks left in 2018, what lessons did we learn from this crazy-as-heck year? Next, we'll get it shaken and keep it papping and keep it time with Yaya, followed by the moon reading. And then we'll end with our community pastoral care segment, where we'll give you another chance to do something genuinely good for people in need before the year is out. This week, for God in the World, we wanted to talk about Dr. He, a researcher from China who's causing a big kerfuffle. Yes, a kerfuffle in the science world right now for his role in helping to produce the world's first gene-edited babies. So when we hear gene editing, <laughs> like, whoa. I wish y'all would have seen how big my eyes got. <laughs> for a lot of us, the first thing that comes to mind is like science fiction designer babies with customizable features that expecting parents who have a big bankroll can actually like do and afford. And those ideas are probably closer than some of us are comfortable with. But for now, the scandal revolves around two things. That Dr. He edited the gene pools of unborn babies and how it was done. So, what happened? Well, according to the New York Times, the scientist Dr. He said he used CRISPR, a gene editing technique to alter a gene in human embryos, and then implanted the embryos in the womb of a woman who gave birth to twin girls in November. That is illegal <laughs> in many countries, including the U.S. China has halted Dr. He's research and is investigating whether he broke any laws there. Among the concerns are whether the couples involved in Dr. He's research were actually informed about the embryo editing and the potential risk involved. Dr. He says he has submitted his research to a scientific journal, but nothing has been published yet. And he announced the birth of the twins before his research could be peer-reviewed by fellow scientists. He also appears to have taken other secretive steps that defy scientific standards. Girl? Right. <laughs> that is so crazy. <laughs> Basically, according to this article by uh, Gina Collada and Pam Bullock in the New York Times... They're saying that Dr. He edited the CCR5 gene. So this CCR5 gene is a gene that allows the HIV virus that causes AIDS to infect people's cells. So he basically chose embryos from couples in which one partner was infected with HIV to then edit that CCR5 gene to turn off the ability to get AIDS, I think. I, like, you know, I'm no scientist, so <laughs> right. I just play one on TV. Right. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that that's what happened. But these babies essentially don't have the virus yet, so we really don't know what he's turning off. Right. Right. Right, right. So, okay, because there's always a possibility that a child can be born with it if one of their parents is affected, right? There's yes. a possibility, um, but it doesn't always happen. Right, and I believe that in this case, it did not happen. Right. And so he's turning off a gene to basically turn off, to say, hey, I turned off a gene. <laughs> right. Right? So apparently there are two main issues at play. First, there's the whole issue of, should people really be playing God, quote unquote, meaning editing genes at all? especially considering that once you do it, you then affect all of the future generations of like progeny or future children right. that, you know, these twin babies may have. 
And the second major issue at play is the bioethical concerns related to the way the study was conducted. Mm. Um, So there were issues at play like, did the doctors even tell the couples exactly what they were signing up for? So, you know, here come these couples going to do some scientific research and they're doing something major, but they may or may not have actually known, you know, what you're doing. Mm. And then there's the fact that although editing the CCR5 gene could potentially stop HIV infections, like we were talking Mm -hmm. earlier, um, there are far more simple and less risky ways of doing so, like wearing a condom, Mm -hmm. like, duh, Mm -hmm. or, you know, using antiviral suppressants. Right. So the question is, what do you think, Truth? So I... Girl, <laughs> <laughs> right? There's like there's a lot of there's different lot, things happening. There's a right lot now. of things to unpack here. <clears throat> um, the first is the whole playing God. So, if he really feels he's doing something that is going to be like groundbreaking and you know just going to be a super advancement for science, why wouldn't you tell the couples that you're doing this on? I don't like. I don't understand why all the secrecy. Mm-hmm. Uh, because eventually, he supposedly said he had already written um, a journal, right, to this. So there was really, if he's gone, quote unquote, through these steps to write this journal, then there really isn't nothing for him to hide, mm-hmm. um, and and to have his like peers review it as well. So he's essentially turning off a gene that he didn't doesn't even know is gonna go on. And so, literally, we will have to probably wait, like, another 20, 30 years before we see any effect of what this did. Right. So, we're not even going to know immediate results. And so, if if in continuing down this path, what are the long-term effects we're going to see from this 30 years down the line when we can't even do nothing about it? And then we probably got a whole mess of babies that mm. were made this way. That sounds crazy for me to even say. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm kind of careful about the issue of, like claiming that scientists or researchers are playing God, you know, Mm -hmm. because I feel like personally, I'm not really conservative when it comes to issues Mm -hmm. like, let's say, stem cell research or Mm -hmm. even like the right to choose an abortion. Like I'm like, I'm not really too big on the idea of just because you're using, you know, science, you're playing God. However, that issue that you brought up about like, the secrecy and the not following ethical standards. Yeah. That's where my issue of playing God comes in. The yeah. idea that you think that your individual scientific vision or genius or whatever it is that you think you have going on right. trumps and goes above the ethical and moral code that your own industry, your own, you know. Your own people. Yeah, your own people <laughs> have set up. And then... As a person of color, as a black woman, it really is like giving me eugenicist. Um, and mm. for those of you who don't know about the eugenics movement, um, definitely Google it. But it was a movement at the turn of the century where basically people said for population control, you know, for the sake of the population, black people are having too many kids. We got to yeah. sterilize them. Right. Or, like you get to live and you don't. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that's really oversimplified. So Google it, but it's giving me like creepy vibes. Yeah. Like if you were solving a problem, I'll give it to you, mm-hmm. but it, it, it looks like you're doing it for ego, for the sake of science, for the sake of this abstract advancement mm-hmm. and not taking into account, like this is real life. Right. <laughs> like, and then not only doing it for ego, but then, like you said, really doing it for himself. Because why wouldn't you take into account the intellect of all your other colleagues unless you feel you are superior to them in such a way mm-hmm. that you don't need their input on this? Right. And so that's like dangerous territory to be in. So I don't know what doctor he be doing, but he need to chill. <laughs> right. <laughs> he needs to chill. But yeah, I mean, it's giving me like Tuskegee Airmen. Like, you know, like yeah. that's why people don't trust Right. Doctors. That's why people don't trust the scientific community. Absolutely. When I say people, I'm talking about people of color. I'm talking about women. I'm talking about right. people who uh, people who have lived with disabilities, pe- marginalized people who have been screwed over by yeah. the scientific world time and time again. No consent. All them things. Like, this is why. Yeah. And so to kind of like wrap it up, I think that he's issued some type of like vague apology. You know, one of those apologies where yeah. it's like, oh, I wish I would have handled it better or, you know, something like that. <laughs> exactly. But, um, yeah, this is not a closed case because if you can do it once, you can do it again. And... Absolutely. And that's the scary part. And <laughs> I just wonder also, not even doing it again, 
but if he has done this in secrecy before. Right. You know? You like the rules. You a rule mm-hmm. breaker. Right. <laughs> it could just be you got caught this time. Don't Fact. mean you ain't do it before. So, I don't know. But he got chill. Um, yeah. But, yo, let us know what you think about this. Yeah. Have y'all heard about this? How do you feel about it? Like, right. do you, like, ultimately, if it was to go into, like, science fiction territory of, like, choosing your baby's eye color or hair color or, you know, whatever. Are you, do you is that cool with you? Yeah, are you <laughs> down for that or yeah. not? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> or not. <nah>. Right. <laughs> so, Hanukkah already passed and Christmas, Kwanzaa, and New Year's are right around the corner. And we're right on the edge of New Year's. So we thought on this episode, we take a look back at 2018, as well as a look forward to what's on the horizon for the new year. So last week, we posted an Insta poll asking you all, what are some things you're leaving behind in 2018? Here are a few of our favorite answers. Nanjo hit us with two answers. At least 10 pounds. <laughs> Lol. Girl, keep them curves. Right, you are. You if could. you like it. You know, do, do what you want. Do what you want. We all body positive. Hey, exactly. Um, we support you. Right. <laughs> or uh, she said, hopefully fear of the unknown. Okay. We'll wish you with that. I like that one. Yeah. I'm going I'm to I'm jack that. <laughs> um, Katilao says... She's leaving behind the self-doubter who resides within, rent-free. Like, bye, boo-boo, time to go. Okay, yes, I hear you, Yes, I agree. Time to go, indeed. I like that. Who resides within you, rent-free. Absolutely. You gotta pay my rent. My rent is expensive you know to live saying, in bro. my head, in yes. my space. You can't be all over here rent-free. Right. Get out of here. And then uh, <laughs> Benu06 said, going to events to please other people. Who? That That's just gave me word. life. Everybody woke up. Everybody woke up real quick. It's like, yeah. That is so true. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you know, gotta be a no. And that's yep. it. And you have to feel confident about yes. it. Yes. So, uh, okay, I'm with that. I'm with that. What you leaving behind? Oh, you asked me before yeah, I asked you. <laughs> you should have seen this with the quick draw. We said, who gonna yes. ask who first? <laughs> okay, what am I gonna leave behind? Girl, procrastination. So, when you start in January? Oh, you play. <laughs> You play all no, day. <laughs> nah, I'm like, it's crazy. Like, I procrastinate to get up on my bed. I procrastinate to, like, eat dinner. I procrastinate to procrastinate. <laughs> like, it's just, uh, no, that's so 2018, and I am so on to 2019. We don't do that anymore. All right, I dig <laughs> it. I dig it. What am I leaving behind for 2018? Um, I'm leaving behind all... The voices that I've heard that says, because I'm not set in, like, a particular, like, congregation, I can't preach, mm. or I can't do this. And now watch me, B. Hey. <laughs> you know what I mean? Watch me, 2019, B. Watch me. So, yeah, definitely leaving that behind. Okay. But I'm I'm keeping the petty, though. <laughs> oh, <laughs> petty is still coming with me in 2019. <laughs> 2019 petty truth is on it. Yes. Okay, okay. <laughs> Well, in the spirit of celebrating the holiday season and the new year, we also wanted to get a little mushy, a little sentimental, and just thank you all for the love and support that you've showed us as we started our journey with Real Talk and God Talk. Facts. Uh, We thought that we should tell you we are going to go on a little hiatus. We're going to get back in the lab to, uh, to really refresh in order to create some fresh new content for y'all and recharge a bit. But we will be back after the holiday season. Yeah, we'll be back like mid-January-ish. <laughs> but keep following us at Real Talk on God Talk on Instagram and Real Talk on God T, the number one on Twitter, for updates and info. And just to see what's going on with us in the meantime, we may give you behind-the-scenes content of us creating some stuff. So tune in. Let us know what you think. Like, you might get some behind-the-scenes uh, bloopers, because we be having them, boy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or, you know, something. Maybe a little video content. Ooh. Ah, I'm letting the cat out the bag, hey. right? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. And hit us up. Let us know what you want to see, what you want us to talk about. If you have topics in mind, 
here to serve. It's what we're here for. Yes, definitely. And so uh, we've learned so much on this journey with you uh, about God and the ways we can live out and explore our own personal theology in everyday situations. No judgment, no drama, just real talk on God talk. So as we exit 2018, the question is, what have we learned? Ooh, so many lessons for 2018. So I thought that we could kind of like frame the conversation a little bit with uh, Ecclesiastes 1.9. Yes. What has been will be again, mm. and what has been done will be done again. There is nothing new under the sun. Nope. It's only new to you. Right? The first time. <laughs> <laughs> that is really yes. one of my personal yeah. favorite verses. Absolutely. Um, in the good book. In the good book. And I think it's really appropriate as we reflect on the previous year or yeah. the year that we're still in. <laughs> yeah. Not to move too fast. <laughs> as we reflect on 2018 and think about, you know, the cycles of our lives, the things that we've been through this past year mm-hmm. and what we want to take with us, what we want to leave behind and really like... Literally, what have we learned? And so uh, Truth and I have thought about our personal relationships, professional life, spiritual life, finances, and academics. And we wanted to tell you our top lessons from 2018. So let's get it. All right. So one of the lessons that I learned in my personal life is that we should be who we are at all times. Be authentically who you are. Our society has ways of putting us in boxes. And oftentimes we tend to believe these boxes. And there really isn't any type of freedom than just knowing who you are and being able to show up in all the different spaces as whole and complete you. And that's definitely a lesson I learned in 2018. I'm taking that with me to 2019 to always show up as me. And not apologize for it. Mm. So I'm feeling a little mischievous today. (laughs) And so I'm going to challenge you on that and complicate it a little bit. So, you know, okay, you should show up as who you are. But that's not easy when society doesn't like who you are. And society makes it so that, you know, you're, what is it, a square peg in a round hole. Mm -hmm. And it's like... You can show up as you, but if you keep getting rejected, like, how do you deal with that? Like, I guess in 2018, mm-hmm. how did you learn show up as who you are? Was that a hard lesson for you to learn? Did you, like, kind of go smoothly through it? You know what? What I did learn and kind of was my mantra the whole 2018 was that you get acceptance when you realize you don't need it. Whew. And I, I really stuck to that this year where it was like, I'm going to show up as I am, not apologizing for it. If people like it, cool. If they don't, I keep it moving. And it was like, you have to be able to learn to walk out of spaces that even though you may want to be there, that do not want you there. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, value yourself enough that if people don't want you there, it's cool. There's plenty of other spaces people want you at. And that's essentially is the people who don't want you there, that's their loss. It's not yours. And, you know, I think that's where faith comes in. Absolutely. Often I'm not welcome in certain academic spaces, whether it's because I'm a black person, a woman, you know, a short person, you know, whatever. (laughs) They don't like your clothes. Right. They, They don't like the way I dress. Whatever. Right. However, I need to have the faith and the foresight to see that this closed door doesn't mean I need to force myself through the door mm. or it doesn't mean I need to lose, you know, lose all my mass and shrink myself right. to get through the door. It means that at the end of this tunnel, there may be another door, just my body shape. Exactly. And, you know, Ooh, that it like takes that. practice. Mm-hmm. It takes fortitude. But if you can cultivate that, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Yeah. Like, show up as you. That's it. And a lot of times, once people get to know who you are and what you're about they'll know that whatever they put in their head really isn't the person who you are. And then other times, they're just not going to like you regardless. So, <laughs> so it's like, wow, there's so many other spaces that could use your presence and will appreciate your presence. So it's like, nah, you just got to be you. That's it. it. We've done enough fake stuff in this world. We've tried to fit into every box they've been trying to put us in since we could get to school. Mm. Come on. We can't do that no more. You know? And I couldn't do it no more. So... That was definitely a a big 2018 lesson. Yo, 
See, truth is not truth for nothing. Like, she's not even just talking that, you know, sugar, honey, iced tea, y'all. Nah. She's serious. Like, <laughs> I when... was looking into Yaya vibes. Just trying to... <laughs> no, like, seriously, though, like, when you show up into spaces, it is incredibly authentic. And, you know, we're, we're in these academic spaces yeah. together where people speak a certain way Absolutely. with a certain cadence. And they say words that are supposed to sound good. Mm-hmm. And you don't sound like everybody else in these spaces. But the fact that you're okay with that and, you know, you let that shine through... Yeah. That that's real, yeah, and so, and, yeah, and that. to that it's like you we attract them people who are like us, you know. This is why like me and Yaya get along so well. Like no lie, people probably didn't think we knew each other until we came out with Real Talk on God Talk, and it's like nah, cause we both really roll low, like, <laughs> like we we be man ninja style over here, you know. So that's what we do. Um, what would you say is something you learned from 2018? I guess if we're going to keep it along with like personal life and relationships, yeah, I would say when it comes to like my romantic love relationship, mm-hmm. it comes in ebbs and flows. Mm. Like that euphoric, happy feeling of like, oh my God, everything is amazing. And I look yeah. into your eyes and I just want to melt into you and <laughs> hold your hand 24 hours a day. Yeah. Like, you know. I think that it's important to keep the passion there. Yeah. I think it's important to to purposely do things to make sure that, you know, you're experiencing new things together. Right. You're making new memories so that, you know, it doesn't get stale. However, this year, like, um, so I'm going to share something with y'all. <gasps> uh, me and my partner were married in 2016. We spent two years apart. I may have shared this with y'all already. The hardest two years of my life. Every day in those two years... I said, oh, my God, I cannot wait until we live together again. Now that we live together again, I am so happy. I am so grateful. When I wake up and I look into his eyes, I feel whole. Aww. But he gets on my damn nerves. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm serious. Yeah. Like, he is annoying. And I know I annoy him. Mm-hmm. But I think a part of our love or, like, what I've learned through this whole experience yeah. is, like, there are days where it feels low and my energy is low and I'm just not with the S-H-I-T-S. Yes. <laughs> and there are days when my energy is high and I'm just all over you and mm-hmm. oh my god like come mm-hmm. here baby right <laughs> uh, and this is both in like you know a sexual romantic way and in just a I want to be around you way or not right. be around you way and I think a part of our love is being able to accept one another knowing when to give when to take mm. when to engage when to disengage when yeah. to just be like okay I'm about to do my own thing deuces right and that's that's been a major lesson this year like let him live sometimes. Right. Like, sometimes I just got to let him live. Because I'm live. not always the one with the attitude. So I'll put that out there. He's awesome, too. Like, <laughs> if y'all know, he's awesome. So, shout out to him. All right. So, what is a lesson that you learned in 2018 on finances? It's something I've always carried with me, like, my whole life. Like, my grandma has always said it. Like, you know, when you grow up... I'm showing stuff. But, you know, when you grow up and you are not rich mm-hmm. and you if you've ever seen people stick their bills, like, under the dresser or something. Yeah. You know, I grew up seeing that. Yeah. And that is not necessarily the healthiest way to handle your finances. Mm-hmm. But one thing I will say is that with that, it was never fear attached to that. It was yeah. never, like, desperation or hopelessness. It was, you know, I'm going to put away this bill for now. I yeah. am going to pay this bill, but God will provide. Right. Like, it was never, like, a wavering thought for a moment that God wouldn't provide. Mm-hmm. And I think this year, things have been, like, you know, tight. I know it's not just tight for me. Yeah, I know for real. We Preach. already talked about <laughs> yeah. how broke are you. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, and, you know, God willing, it will not be forever. Right. It rich, cha-ching. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I truly learned to put my faith in God and say, you know, money comes, money goes. Yep. But ultimately, I have a roof over my head. Right. I pay my bills. Word. I have food. Word. And God will continue to provide for me. And that's, like, where my true wealth is coming from right now. That is awesome. And, yeah, I, I love that. That is really all you need when it comes to finances. Like, God will provide. Like, you be smart. You know, yeah, don't like, be regular. Yeah, don't, don't, don't be, be regular. Right. You know, and God will definitely provide. God God really does help those who help themselves. It, it's just amazing to see sometimes where, like, I'll be stressing out about something. And then, boom, something happens and I got the dough for it. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? stressing for like mm. you always got me why i'm bugging out over here um i definitely learned in 2018 to ask for what you need 
because Say that one <laughs> time for the people in, in the, the back. back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to ask for what you need. You cannot be too prideful to not ask for what you need, especially when it comes to like your loved ones, your friends, you know, ask for what you need because ultimately like they got you, you know, and knowing that you can't do everything by yourself and that it's okay to ask for help. Mm. I think for me, that was one of my biggest lessons. Like it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to like know, like you know, like I need this. You know, can I can I borrow this? You know, whatever. And you can trust that the people you love got you exactly, and that and that's really the key thing. There is like where I always have the mentality where like, yo, you ask me, I got you. you know what I mean, you gotta think twice. And I don't know why for some reason I didn't think the same. It would be the same, you know, when I'm like when I ask, why wouldn't people get me? You know what I'm saying? Like it's my people's, mm-hmm. you know. So, yeah, definitely that. Ask for what you need. So let's see. In terms of academics, I've really learned this year, heart knowledge is far more important than head knowledge. Mm, girl. Like, yep. it does, I've always been quote unquote smart. Quote, I Like, I really hate that because yeah. I feel like, you know, I see this on Instagram all the time and it's so true. The kids who were told in the third and fourth grade that they were quote unquote smart just because they knew how to read well, right? grow up with like a complex of you don't have to try right? and you just got it. And the minute that you fail at something or the minute that you're not the best or you're not that good, it's like, oh my God, my world comes crumbling down. Mm-hmm. Um, but when, when you are capable in terms of academics or whatever, your job, professional, if you're good at something, whatever you're good at, it doesn't matter what knowledge you have if it's not knowledge to be shared. Mm. And if you can't take it out of that headspace and move it into that heart space where you can connect with people, it doesn't matter. And so it's like, life don't give you a grade. You're not going to get no A grade for for, for doing what you need to do. Right. Where life gives you your grade, quote unquote, is in how you relate to people, what what you do, what can you show for yourself. And I've really, truly learned, like, I went to an academic conference this year and I presented. I'm very proud of myself. Yes, that is awesome. Very proud of myself. But I think, like... I saw the wizard behind, you know, mm. the, you know how the Wizard of yeah, Oz, yeah, yeah. you go and you you see how <laughs> it really goes. Yeah. And I saw so many people who were so quote unquote smart, but who like would look at my name badge, see what I was affiliated with, like what organization or who yeah. I knew and basically were like clout chasing in academics. <laughs> like, And it was just like so corny to me. Of and course. I was just like... That that's not gonna be me. Right. Like I hope I get all my credentials one day. You know, I hope that I can live that life. But ultimately, I I'm realizing more and more that it's about how can I relate that to the people. Mm. Like that that's what matters to me. That's it. I love that. For me, <laughs> this may hurt some feelings, but oh well. <laughs> <laughs> I love truth. Oh my gosh, she'd be like, oh well. <laughs> but um, being in the academy is a privilege. And that is something that I feel in 2018 I was trying to tell people. (laughs) Because I feel like not enough people knew this. So, you know, we sit in our classrooms and we talk about social justice all the time. Talk about what should be done. How the world could be changed. And we sit and complain and complain and complain. Not realizing that the seats that we are in, we are actually very privileged to be in these seats. Mm when there are actually people on the other side of these walls that are dying. Right outside the homeless population. Right. Right outside. So it it kind of, not that it kind of, it bothers me when I hear people talk with so much privilege in their voice about social justice and it's just kept in an academic setting. So you talk about all the changes you want to see, but you don't do nothing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and granted, our work in social justice doesn't look the same for everybody. It can't because we all have different gifts. But don't sit up in these classrooms and think we just want to hear you chat all day or we just want to hear what you want to <laughs> say because say. it's not. That's that's not it. We don't honestly. I could care less about people's philosophies. I could care less about how people want to use these big old words. All the right rhetoric. Exactly. All the right times. It don't matter to me if you're not doing none of that and putting it into practice 
on a day that's not a holiday, if you're not doing something to help somebody else, you get on my face with your rhetoric and with your philosophy of how you think we should do things and your so-called, quote-unquote, social justice. Like, get on my face with that because it's not real. Being in this space is a privilege, and it's a privilege because, like you said, we get to take this knowledge back to our communities because not everybody in our communities has, has the access. privilege yeah, right. to it's, be here. It's a matter of access. Exactly. Yeah. Not everybody's going to have that. So if I can get all my credentials because I, I'm the one who had the privilege to do this, then how is it not my responsibility to go back and, and take this information back? You know what I mean? Like, how can I feel so proud of myself to never go back? That's crazy. The academy is a privilege. Like, stop wilding out for no reason. Like, check yourself. Like, really check yourself. Yeah, check like, yourself for 2019, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't even have nothing to add to that. Truth told y'all. Yeah. Last one, Yaya. What did you learn spiritually in 2018? Let's see, 2018, I learned that I truly am made in the image of God. Ooh, and preach that. Like, I, I've thought about that in many ways. Like, yeah. I, I think about, like, the ways that I do love myself, my beautiful black skin, yeah. you know, my hair, my my body. Like, in many ways, mm-hmm. you know, physically, I, I've learned that and I am learning that. But image in terms of like a representation of like when I walk out into the world I'm starting to realize that you know not even just oh you know people like you know you're in seminary right now so you know you might be clergy or something like that like not even like that but just like literally the way that I treat people the way that I interact with people I am representing the way that I view God the way Mm. that I view the divine and so when I go out into the street if I'm not kind with people if I'm not Mm. gentle with people if I'm not patient with people and not when they're all like nice and hunky dory but when they're pissing me off when I'm on the train Mm -hmm. you know like it probably sounds so corny but like seriously if I want God to bless me when I've not done anything to deserve God's blessings, how can I not bless someone else? Although they may not have done anything to deserve, quote unquote, because I don't think anyone deserves anything, mm-hmm. a blessing, you mm-hmm. know? And so I've really been, really been like learning that and sitting with that. And in some ways I had to learn that lesson the hard way a little bit, mm. just in terms of like, Maybe karma works extra fast for me. <laughs> but there have been times in 2018 where I have not done the right, quote unquote, right thing. Yeah. Where I've been lazy with people, dismissive of people, not nurturing my relationships in the way that, you know, I feel like I should have. Yeah. And I've felt the ways in which that has negatively affected me mm. and the ways that other people have interacted with me and treated me. Yeah. And I just... I'm really, like, walking with that into 2019. Like, I am made in the image of God. Mm, I love that. I love, love, love that. I'm going to have to jack that from you. <laughs> Truth to jack everything Everything today. today. Everybody get jacked. <laughs> <laughs> I say one, one thing that I definitely learned in 2018 uh, spiritually is that you can definitely find God in the places that you least expect. And that has been so amazing for me to see because I feel in 2018, I've really been in spaces that are not of my own tradition. Mm -hmm. And these are the spaces that have been so welcoming, that have shown me so much hospitality. And then, not for nothing, (laughs) it may sound mad wild, but I've really thought a lot about like 2018 and like the music that we've had mm-hmm. and like obviously like Cardi B had a year right mm-hmm. and you know, that. <laughs> you know and I really one of the things that I really appreciate about her is that she doesn't deny the fact you know that she was a stripper and I really enjoy hearing her when she talks about God because mm-hmm. it's in a very practical way mm-hmm. and in, in a way that's so uncomplicated Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know and I know a lot of people like when I read the comments and stuff like that they'll be like well you know how are you gonna say this when this is your history you know and I'm like nah man like you're missing the point say that you know like you're missing the point like how beautiful that actually is because if she developed this this rhetoric this belief this theology all on her own I can just imagine all the other unknown 
theology and rhetoric mm-hmm. that is in these places we think God is not at, you know? Girl. And, yeah, so that has really, like, stuck with me. And when I, that that is really one of the reasons why I do, like, when I enjoy her music. And just as another human being, I'm like, it's just awesome. It's just amazing to see. And so I'm definitely taking that with me to continue looking for God in places that I n- probably subconsciously don't think God is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. I love that. To keep the conversation going, tell us what you think by following us on Instagram or Twitter at Real Talk on God Talk. Hey, beautiful people. It's Keeping Time with Yaya. We are at the most wonderful time of the year where Keeping Time mashes up with the moon reading. So, Hanukkah ended December 10th. Hanukkah, Hanukkah, Hanukkah. Uh, we're also <laughs> no. I went to a Jewish elementary school like not like a Jewish religious but like yeah, you yeah. know just grew up in a Jewish area and I loved Hanukkah time <laughs> the latkes the menorah yeah. the stories the songs it's dope it's, it's dope I enjoyed it so anyway um, we are also wishing you all a ho 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 happy Christmas on the 25th and Habari Ghani and happy Kwanzaa on the 26th then, of course, Happy New Year's on January 1st. Um, I just wanted to take this time to tell you all, be safe out there on those streets in this holiday season. If you drink and when you drink alcoholic beverages, a little tippy-tippy, uh, doing it knowing that you will and just prepare. You know, get a ride, catch an Uber, be cheap, get an Uber pool, <laughs> take the bus, do whatever you need to do, but don't drink and drive. It's not worth it. And finally, it's time for the moon reading. December 21st marks the winter solstice, a critical point on the sun's cycle through the cosmos. This is the point where the sun stands still in the northern hemisphere. According to foreverconscious.com, the December solstice is very much the dark night of the soul, and we experience the longest night of the year. It is a time to honor both the light and dark sides of who we are, to honor our shadow selves, allowing our personal suns, the bright and best part of ourselves, to rest and restore as we give respect to the parts that we work so hard to suppress. It's time to slow down, rest, reintegrate so that we can regenerate and create in the new year. Look at me getting all poetic and whatnot. <laughs> I see you, 2019, with the rhymes. Right. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Yaya. And this week on our community pastoral care segment, we wanted to talk about giving back in a way to our community. So every year I do a Christmas toy drive, but this year Yaya and I wanted to do something special on behalf of the Real Talk on God Talk community during this segment. Because pastoral care means attending to all of the needs of the community, spiritual and material. So this year in my professional life, I've been building relationships with currently and formerly incarcerated individuals. Um, Just like Truth was talking about earlier, about finding God in the places where we don't necessarily expect to find God. I have just been so enlivened working with, you know, this population of people. I've been learning a lot about the power of compassion, forgiveness, reconciliation, and how important it is to spread the message that a person is not the crime they've committed or the hurtful things they may or may not have done in the past. All human beings deserve dignity. And Christmas time to me is the perfect time to express that if you believe it. One of the most difficult things about the Christmas season for many formerly incarcerated people is that even if they are blessed to have a family and a support system, sometimes rebuilding relationships with children, especially after incarceration, can be really tough. And so Real Talk and God Talk wanted to find a way to help out and give back to this community. So when Yaya told me the stories of formerly incarcerated individuals trying to readjust into society, yet struggling to buy Christmas gifts for their children, we knew we had to do something. So instead of doing your traditional toy drive, because we are so close to Christmas time, we decided to do a GoFundMe page. And so you can find us on GoFundMe, Real Talk on God Talk, Toy Drive Blitz. And what we're basically trying to do is raise $300 so we can get kids 
some great toys this holiday season. And we need your help. So as little or as much as you can give is greatly appreciated so we could put a smile on these kids' faces. Once we share the link with y'all, it's going to be on our Instagram, on our website. Share with all your contacts. Tell them to donate. This is for a great cause. This is a way that we can give back to our community. Yes. And I have a confession to make in 2018. I can't Millie Rock, y'all. Like, I cannot Millie Rock. And so if we make our pledge of three hundred dollars, I will upload a video <laughs> attempting to Millie Rock for the world to see. Oh Incentive. man. Y'all do or don't wanna see that. I don't know. <laughs> I wanna see that. Y'all better donate. <laughs> so get us to three hundred dollars. It would just mean the world to be able to, you know, like have formerly incarcerated individuals feel good and be able to give their kids something for christmas so donate thank you for joining us on another episode of real talk on god talk a podcast for people who skip church for brunch on sundays before we leave we want to know what your new year's resolution is so yaya what's your new year's resolution ah uh, let's see you know i think we should do a new year's resolution for both of us let's do it you know we're a team real talking god talk what came we through in 2018 yes. and tore the place up yes i think our new year's re- resolution should be to be more comfortable self-promoting absolutely like it's weird out here yeah <laughs> it like sometimes it feels funny like it kind of goes back to our first episode well absolutely. not our first episode but you know one of our first episodes yeah talking about like being humble or whatever like uh-huh. i think sometimes it feels weird when people will say like oh i like the show or oh i want to listen to it but you know if god gave us voices voices to be heard then we yeah. need to self-promote we gotta get out there and do the uncomfortable thing. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. So we're coming after your grandmothers, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Your grandma, your nanas, they're going to know about Real Talk and God Talk in 2019 is basically what we're doing out here. We spamming your Instagram page. Not literally, of course. Don't right. worry. But, you know, you're going to see us. Exactly. So, yeah, that's a great resolution. I'm sticking to that. So when y'all get sick of us, remember this episode. <laughs> Um, keep the conversation going. Let us know what your your New Year's resolution is. We look forward to seeing y'all in the new year. Yeah. It's been really fun, guys. It's been a blast. And gals and people and, you know. And animals. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> hey, you know the cats and dogs we listening to. We, I know. We chilling with the owner listening to us. <laughs> Clearly, we don't want to leave y'all. But. Exactly. <laughs> but we're going to create some fresh content. We're going to have some surprises for you. Stay tuned on the Instagram. You might get some videos. Might switch up the format a little bit in the new year. Who knows? Exactly. If you want to know, you got to tune in. So make sure you stay in touch with us. Real Talk on God Talk on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter. Check out our website. And we'll catch you in the next year. Peace. Peace. I don't believe in God. I know God. I love me some Jesus. Too much. That's crazy. That's on the next episode. It's the moon reading. I rock with you, Yaya. It's all love. They better listen to this advice. We good. You crazy, girl. This is what this show is about, all right? We keep it real. real and real talk. The God in God talk. And that's a wrap.